G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, I wonder if when you hear of the next natural disaster that you might contemplate, there there are oftentimes medical teams that are being dispatched quickly to be on the ground and supporting people who are going through the worst crisis of their lives. Well, one of those organisations that does dispatch medical teams to disaster zones is Samaritan's Purse. Uh, They've been involved in a lot of disasters. Disasters, if I said the nations of Haiti or Ecuador and Nepal, Taklaban. You might recall that there have been earthquakes and typhoons and all sorts of challenges that so many people face. Well, Samaritan's Purse is often on the ground quickly. And in some cases, as in the case of Liberia, where the Ebola virus took its toll on many, many lives in 2014-2015, Samaritan's Purse was well and truly at work in advance of that particular crisis. Dr Lance Plyler is joining us. He is a trained palliative care doctor for dying patients. He goes ahead of teams into disaster zones and he's joining us now for an update on some of the work of Samaritan's Purse. Hello Lance, welcome along to 2020. Hello, Neil. Thank you so much. I'm uh, delighted to be here with you today. Lance, you're visiting Australia and speaking to audiences on behalf of Samaritan's Purse. Uh, Whereabouts are you uh, speaking to audiences while you're here? Um, Right now, um, we just completed a a training program uh, here in uh, Sydney, Australia, to um, really to get our uh, SP uh, Australia office more involved in um, uh, medical disaster response. The sorts of response that you've had of recent years has really been keeping you on your toes. I mentioned the Haiti earthquake disaster, another earthquake in Ecuador uh, and in Nepal, of course, the typhoon that hit Tacloban in the Philippines. Uh, What sort of response teams are actually on the ground quickly from Samaritan's Purse when there is news of a disaster like that? Yeah, Neil, um, we are really blessed. We have a, a really, we're, um, a faith-based organization, um, and we're also a multi-sector organization, meaning not only do we deliver uh, medical teams quickly to the ground, but uh, whatever the assessment of the needs are, uh, we can provide um, uh, food, uh, security, uh, shelters, um, clean water. So there's a multitude of different sectors uh, which, we, which we can provide quickly to meet the needs of the ground uh, given the, the disaster. And, of course, there are disasters and there are disasters, those that go on for years, as was the case in Liberia, 2014, 2015, the epidemic of Ebola virus disease. You you were on the ground in Liberia when that disease was taking hold. We were, uh, Neil. Actually, um, uh, that's part of why we became so intimately involved uh, with the epidemic, uh, we had actually uh, established a country office there and had uh, presence there for over a decade. We had employed uh, over 350 Liberian staff. And so really, uh, you know, 
uh, we had been there for quite some time. It was, uh, you know, uh, it was our, our home. Uh, so uh, we felt very, very compelled to um, to reach out to our Liberian um, uh, friends, brothers and sisters, and, and help them uh, during this crisis. There was one instance that we ought to draw attention to, Lance. You faced a very difficult situation when your colleague, Dr. Kent Brantley, tested positive for the Ebola virus while you were in Liberia. What's the story? Yes, um, I had actually appointed uh, Dr. Brantley um, to serve as our uh, director of our um, uh, uh, Ebola um, um, treatment center. Um, and uh, it was called Elwa 2, and um, uh, it was rather uh, fortuitous and miraculous. Uh, Kent's family had just um, returned back to the States, uh, his wife, uh, Amber, and their two children, um, to attend a wedding. Um, and soon thereafter, I re- I'll never forget, uh, Neil, I received a call from uh, Kent one morning, and um, he said, Lance, you're not going to believe this, but, I, but I've got a fever. And, you know, we both knew the potential implications. And, um, you know, a very long story short, um, he initially tested negative, but three days thereafter, um, with time and um, uh, opportunity for the virus, uh, the viral load to grow, uh, we retested him. And, and uh, unfortunately, um, this time it came back uh, positive. I remember very, very poignantly, um, I had a a cell phone, um, uh, a throwaway cell phone from Liberia, and I remember uh, receiving the message um, uh, from the uh, laboratory. Uh, we had a, a code name uh, for Kent that um, was Tomba Snell, and I'll never forget, as long as I live, it said, uh, I am very sad to inform you that Tomba, Se- uh, Tomba Snell is positive for the Ebola virus, or, or it just said uh, positive, and um, it was, uh, Neil, it was devastating. Did Kent Brantley pull through, or did he die? Well, um, as you know, um, uh, Dr. Brantley, um, through a, a series of miracles, uh, he lived. And, um, Neil, it was, it was the most miraculous series of events I've ever experienced in my life. We had a whole uh, team, uh, a medical team, that was incredibly courageous and uh, continued to provide uh, comprehensive care for the Liberians that were infected with Ebola. But then, in addition, uh, they had to provide for their own. Uh, they served uh, Kent and Nancy and provided um, clinical care for them. And then, in addition, Neil, we had access uh, to uh, one of just four um, uh, vials of uh, this novel uh, therapy that had never been administered to a human before called ZMAP. And through just a, a number of uh, miraculous steps, we were able to access that. And um, literally, uh, Ken and Nancy were, were dying from this Ebola virus, and we were able to administer it. Um, and then thereafter, we were able to uh, uh, access the only plane in the world that could transport a patient positive for a viral hemorrhagic fever like Ebola. That was Phoenix Air. And um, I think the whole world witnessed uh, as that plane landed and, and brought him via ambulance uh, to Emory uh, Hospital. And, you know, praise God, all the glory to God, um, Kent and Nancy survived an incredible ordeal. Yes, a tremendous miracle, an answered prayer that he did survive. Are there any uh, residual effects of the Ebola virus that are still active in Liberia? Is that still a challenge or is it mostly or completely under control now? Um, Neil, I'm happy to report at this 
uh, point, it's it's completely under control. Um, it certainly has left its fingerprint, though. There's so many people that have been traumatized um, within the whole region. Neil, um, you know, nearly 11,000 people died from this deadly virus, and so you can imagine the devastating impact. It uh, substantially um, uh, impacted their medical infrastructure, which was already very tenuous and weak um, from years of civil war. So many, many healthcare providers there uh, lost their lives, as well as uh, you know many of the you know the lay people themselves uh, succumbed to the virus, and um, the many, many of the survivors are suffering from depression and PTSD and. And just in the aftermath, uh, the result of this devastation. And um, so Samaritan's Purse is uh, actively involved in a, a post-Ebola um, uh, response uh, where they're reaching out to people to, um, you know, to uh, provide therapy for them and care for them in the aftermath of this deadly disease. Dr. Lance Plyler is our guest. He's with Samaritan's Purse. We're talking about the medical response teams from Samaritan's Purse when there is a major disaster, a team on the ground and supporting those who are going through the worst crises of their lives. Uh, We'll be back to continue our conversation in just a short while. We're taking a little time to talk with Dr. Lance Plyler from Samaritan's Purse. He's in Australia and doing some training about the emergency responses that are often necessary when there's a national disaster happening in so many nations around the world. When there were earthquakes in places like Haiti or Ecuador or Nepal, there was Samaritan's Purse on the ground, as well as the typhoon that hit Tacloban in the Philippines. Samaritan's Purse was there. We've also been talking about the Ebola virus epidemic that struck Liberia and another number of other African nations. It's interesting, Lance, when we talk about your role in Liberia, uh, you were there on the ground already working, and then there was a global medical need and people coming into Liberia to help deal with the Ebola crisis. Uh, Your role was very much a part of facilitating the opportunity for medical people to come in, and especially people who are coming from the organization Doctors Without Borders. That's correct, um, Neil. Um, uh, Samaritan's Purse is a faith-based organization, and as I said, we respond uh, to disasters with uh, a number of se- uh, sectors, uh, one primarily being medicine. And so we're really trying to gl- uh, develop a, a global response system where we have uh, people from all over the world that are uh, qualified and highly skilled in um, uh, in medical healthcare delivery, such as doctors and nurses, and um, we have a, a training called DART training, which stands for Disaster Assistance Response Team training, and uh, we prepare people to uh, join our force, if you will, and um, that can respond promptly uh, to all sorts of uh, natural and man-made disasters around the world. Now, how does a person who may be either a doctor or in nursing or any number of other uh, connected allied health fields, how do they connect with someone in Samaritan's Purse to be available to be a part of that DART team next time there's a national disaster? Yeah, so, uh, Neil, our headquarters is located in um, Boone, North Carolina in the United States, but we also have affiliate offices uh, such as in um, Sydney, Australia, and um, we're delighted that we're uh, expanding um, uh, the capacities of our affiliate offices as we are in uh, Sydney. 
So really, I would just encourage uh, healthcare professionals, if they do have interest, uh, they can uh, go to our website at SamaritansPurse.org.au, and uh, they can um, look under um, job opportunities. And under that, uh, Neil, uh, they can go to, it says DART, um, again, for Disaster Assistance Response Training, and then there's an application process that they can follow thereafter, and um, they can uh, potentially attend one of our trainings and uh, then we go from there. So what sort of person drops everything and is available when there is an emergency that happens? Is it a particular sort of a personality or a particular set of character traits uh, that someone needs to be available to serve on a team like your DART team? Neil, I think uh, like many uh, activities, um, I think uh, it is a person that's called, um, particularly when I think about uh, the array of people on our team, um, we're, we're, we're looking at uh, healthcare professionals that are Christians, um, but primarily are very humble and very motivated to reach people around the world that are in desperate need. Um, many times um, the experience is, it, it is dangerous. We uh, do approach harm's way, but um, we feel that, uh, you know, we do so cautiously um, and um, we do so with, uh, you know, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to lead us and um, direct us uh, as we deliver health care. So, yeah, we uh, are looking for people that are readily available and motivated um, by Christ to share their faith uh, through delivery of health care um, and meeting people uh, in uh, times of need. I imagine that when you're a victim in a disaster, you'll take help from wherever it comes and you might anticipate that governments will be sending in government-based, government-sponsored teams. When a, when a Christian team arrives, when it's the Samaritan's Purse team, what mm-hmm. sort of reputation do you have? What sort of response do you get from people? And oftentimes people coming from a non-Christian culture to the fact mm-hmm. that there is a Christian group of doctors who are there to lend a hand. What sort of response do you get, Lance? Um, Neil, I think you might be surprised. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, they want an organization that can deliver. Um, and so, truthfully, we work with many um, secular-based um, organizations like Doctors Without Borders, as well as other uh, government-based organizations. We also work with faith-based organizations. But, again, the... Um, at the end of the day, it's got to be an organization that can deliver and uh, provide prompt um, uh, care uh, in the time of a, a disaster. And I believe Samaritan's Purse, uh, fortunately, uh, has a, an excellent reputation to be able to do that. And so I think we work very well with um, uh, organizations um, from all walks of life. And I imagine that Christian faith is one of those elements of a person's character that enables them to take a risk and go into a danger zone, whereas others may well think twice about that. Is there something about Christian faith that gives that extra courage? I would say unequivocally yes, Neil. Um, I really honestly, um, you know, I'm very prayerful and and, um, cautious, um, but... I do feel empowered uh, by God um, to to do the work that I do, and I believe my colleagues do as well. And so we really do lean very, very heavily on our faith um, to direct us and, uh, you know, provide courage and um, and just, uh, you know, to give us wisdom as we respond to these uh, dangerous crises around the world. 
Now, I'll give the SamaritansPurse.org.au website because I know you'd love to hear from Christian medicos, people who are doctors, people who are nurses, people who are a part of all sorts of allied health fields, uh, to be supportive when there is a crisis that hits, to be able to respond when there's an earthquake, when there's a cyclone or typhoon, uh, when there are some things that are so challenging that there is a need immediately, and you'd love to hear from those people, and uh, just to encourage listeners uh, that they can go to the Samaritan's Purse website, Samaritan's Purse dot org dot au dr lance plyler who's visiting australia lance great getting your insights today thank you so much for being with us on 2020 neil thank you so much uh, again it's a real pleasure to be with you today before you go thanks for listening there's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au and remember vision is listener supported Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.